Hello and welcome to another edition of The Curriculum, a podcast by Cornerstones Education. I'm your host, Caroline Pudner, and this week I'm joined by our Curriculum Director, Melanie Moore. And uh, Mel and I will be discussing the real costs of designing a whole school primary curriculum, as I'm sure that many of you who are listening will be either looking at revamping or starting afresh in light of the new focus on curriculum by Ofsted. But as with any massive undertaking, there are costs involved, so it's very important to be well informed. So hopefully this podcast will give you some useful information. So hello, Mel. Good afternoon. Hello. Right. So you've also written a blog about this, Mm -hmm. haven't you, which we're publishing on our website alongside the podcast. Mm -hmm. So do have a a read of that. It goes into more detail about costs. But for now, let's start by maybe thinking about what are the different options for schools if they want to do something like start afresh with their curriculum or just redesign it? Okay, so there's two main ways to undertake the work. The first is to do it yourself, and that would mean allocating key staff to do the work and providing sufficient time for them to do that. A lot of schools who opt for doing the curriculum themselves tend to look for support from consultants to assist them with that. So I would say that's one option. Mm. And then, of course, the other option is to search for or use a curriculum package such as um, we create here at Cornerstones. Right. Okay. so let's take a look at the DIY option. Mm -hmm. Um, What tasks are involved in that? Because obviously you designed curriculum. When a school does it, what would be involved for them? What, What tasks Um, it's pretty much the same sort of process really and depending on how much work you need to do on your curriculum will depend on how much is going to cost you in terms of what are the key tasks involved in that I mean firstly and and, and I'm basing this on my own experience Mm. in school is to undertake a curriculum audit so to look at actually what's happening in school look at what's working well look at what isn't working, Mm. get a good idea of the progression across the curriculum and also to identify any gaps. And I don't think anybody can start on that curriculum development journey until they've gathered all of that Mm. information. But that's a big piece of work and not to be underestimated. Yeah, and also you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because there may be things that really work well in your setting as well. Yeah, and I mean, in the, the situation that we're in at the moment, the national curriculum hasn't changed. No. And a lot of what is happening in the classroom might be really good stuff. But actually, with the new framework, I think one of the things that we need to be more aware of is the progression model of the curriculum, being aware of what different year groups are doing and Mm. how the curriculum progresses over time across school. And when you when you're in the day to day business of delivering the curriculum, sometimes, you know, you, you, you can sort of lose touch with with that. Sometimes that's not written down or evidenced anywhere. So for me now, it's about just being really clear about that progression model, what yeah. works well, what doesn't and everybody understanding the full scope of what's happening in school but in my experience I would say when I've done this in school it's probably taken me two weeks worth of work I would say to actually do the audit look at plans look at what people are doing look at what's working well and then actually the harder bit is when you have to start saying right what do we want to do in this year group Mm. and how are we going to do it how does that link to what we're going to do in the next year group how does that then inform what happens in year six what's the overall picture and then of course you've got to do that 
for every mm. subject, for every class. That's the bit that takes a lot of time. And yeah. obviously, you've then got to check your national curriculum coverage. And I would say all of that takes a, f a really good chunk of time before you get down to doing your medium term planning, thinking about your content, planning your series of lessons. I'd say all of that comes after that initial sort of investment yeah. of time and money. So it's looking at your intent when we were talking earlier about yeah, uh, in previous oh, podcasts. You said it perfectly. <laughs> I should have just said that. No, <laughs> right. But the intent of your curriculum yes. is not just thinking, oh, I know, we'll, well, I'll just we'll... teach Romans in year four and yeah. I'll just teach, you know, I don't know, uh, plants and animals in year two or what have you. It's really thinking hard about mm. the sequence mm. and the coverage and the progression and the end points like you were saying the end points of for each year okay the entirety of the process then from audit to actually writing literally designing it could take how long do you think for a school oh, to do it themselves it takes years you, you can have certain milestones along that but then again, am I right in saying it takes years because do you ever do you ever reach the end of the cycle or is it just ever evolving? Like painting so, the fourth bridge. Exactly that, yeah. exactly that. So that's why I think having the framework in place is, is so important because once you've got that, then that allows you to then work over time to look at the implementation of your curriculum mm. and and the Ofsted the proposed framework and I mean you spoke to Amanda Spielman yeah. and she was talking about it's not having a completed curriculum here it is all yeah. nice and tidy and done thank you very much it's about knowing where you are and knowing where you're going and if you can articulate that and you know what your milestones are that's the natural process for okay. it but in the end you've still got to have got there at some point in terms of you have creating you've got to say your... right we're happy with this and, and do it deliver yeah. it and yeah. see what happens and see how it works right and then know at one point you're going to review that and reflect and evaluate and then you might you might have to redo back it into yes. the cycle well, to, to it to improve it again or change it depending on you know what, what's happening in the world or the cohort that you've mm. got or and also looking at that the third eye the impact if it's not making impact in the way exactly you want that. you're going to have to go back yeah. and adapt yeah. it and Ofsted uh, or whoever really is looking at your school yeah. will be interested in what you're doing about yeah. and, and looking at I mean there's some short the short term impact and there's long term impact mm. as well so I think it's just about knowing where and how you're going to do all of that when you're going to measure that and when you're going to take stock mm. so this huge, is a long huge, process, long process. It, it is yeah and I, you know like we've been doing this for 10 years now and we learn we're learning all the time we're learning what works well and we're learning how to improve things and we're, we're learning more about what schools want and what schools need and we're learning how to do things better and it's just a it's just a natural process of learning isn't it and and evolving mm. so yeah. and i'm interested in that thing of the, that overview it's very much about leaders really in the school looking at the overview of their progression model but also some key people staff just keeping an eye on connectivity as well as progression it's also how things are threaded like you're talking about yeah. big ideas there's I mean, quite a lot you, you say that but actually it's everybody's responsibility and mm. even more so everybody should be expected to know what's happening yeah in yeah. different year groups to a certain degree i'm mm. not talking about in great detail but you know as a year one teacher you would want to know you know the essentials mm. that you've got to teach and children have got to learn so that when the children progress into year mm. two you've done all of the groundwork that enables that teacher mm. to take them on to the next stage of their learning so it is about being aware and, and also being aware of end points so 
you know, in year three, do you do you know what children in your school are expected to know and to be able to do mm. by the end of year six? Mm. Because you play a part, you know, you play a part in that that journey. So that creating that really good curriculum model is key, isn't it? And it can take an awful lot of time and key staff. In fact, when I was talking to Amanda Spillman recently, she said that she's talked to many head teachers who have never had that kind of conversation with her, their staff. Mm. Ever. I, can well ima- I can well imagine that. And there's a host of reasons for that. But now the spotlight is shining mm. on curriculum. Let's think about it in positive terms. Yeah. It's a really good opportunity for all teachers to be involved in aspects of curriculum yeah. design and development. Okay, so obviously there's a lot of tasks involved. You also talked about making resources. So it's not just about creating the curriculum, is it? Now, when, when schools obviously got, you know, restricted budgets, when they're looking at the costs and weighing up the costs of, of either approach, for doing it yourself, what are the sort of average costs involved with it doing really this? It's really hard, isn't it? Because yeah. it's how long is a piece of string, really? And that's why I think you've got to do your research. You know, the general perception is that buying in a package is more expensive. But actually, I would probably say it works out about the same. If if you take everything into consideration, I think probably I'm talking about my own experience again. We don't tend to really cost up how expensive it is to develop anything Mm. in school, really. You know, there's people resource and then there's actual resources. Mm. There's time we need to cost up. And also, you know, a lot of goodwill and a lot of teachers doing it themselves and doing it out of school hours as well. It's it's mm. it's a hidden cost. And that's not ideal, is it? Really? It's, it's but, not what it's not yeah. what we want, but that is the reality of the situation. Yeah. It's certainly been my reality. So putting a price on it is very hard. I can only draw on my own experience. And, and I would say, I suppose, just to do the initial audit work and to lay out sort of the progression model, I think at least, say, eight to ten days worth of, of school time. And then that's whatever that costs in terms of supply cover. Yeah. And then if you're looking for additional support through consultancy, you could probably add another two to four hundred on top mm. of that. Um, and then, as I say, there are the costs that you can't put a price on. Mm. In terms of buying a curriculum package, again, I suppose it's how long is a piece of string. You know, there are options on the market that are hundreds of pounds. There are options on the market which are tens, <laughs> a thousand, you know, yeah, a thousand yeah. pounds or more. So I think it's about thinking how much time and how many people and what resources your school needs and costing that up the best that you can. And then looking at maybe one or two other options and looking at all of those costs Mm. comparatively. Because, of course, once you've bought a curriculum package, there's always work to do on top of that initial investment. But it's the same if you did your own curriculum anyway. You're always going to be, you know, looking at training for subject leaders or releasing subject leaders or revising plans. Yeah, yeah. So And adapting it for different initiatives and and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's not not as if with either model, that's it then. You've, yeah, like you say, it's, it's finished. But there's also, you know, I think when you're looking at the different options, it's being really realistic about whether you want your staff to be working on their own time or to be you know hunting for resources to match it I think it's about really looking at all the hidden costs that might be involved okay so looking at buying curriculum packages what sort of things can you expect when you buy something like 
a curriculum package that's already done? Well, I think one of the main advantages is a lot of the groundwork has been done for you. Certainly with ours, and obviously different packages provide different things. So let's just talk about the one that I know the best, which is Cornerstones. In our package, um, a school could expect to get a comprehensive curriculum framework currently based on skills and programmes of study. Mm. But we are currently doing some work to include explicit knowledge in that as well. And then we also provide contexts for which to deliver the framework. So in our case, we call those projects or Mm -hmm. imaginative learning projects. And within those, we also provide ideas and uh, for a series of lessons for teachers, which they can adapt and change as Mm. they wish. And then we also provide teaching resources to help teachers deliver that content our package in addition I mean we've got we've got an assessment package and then we have other things as well which schools can use to enrich the curriculum so um, additional you know we've just we've done some democracy rules projects or love to investigate and I, I think there's also the the hidden things as well perhaps which people don't think of when they're buying a package particularly at cornerstones it, it's not a a buy it and you know then we're gone we like to develop a partnership with the schools that we've got mm. so you're also investing in the person at the other end of the phone who's there to answer any of your queries you know we have countless phone calls mm. can you help me with this what's your advice on that and and that's all you know free we also then have a team of people who can come out into school and knows your curriculum can help you specifically Uh, and then the other aspect of it which maybe people don't consider is that when things change nationally Mm. we're the person who makes those changes for you so that you're readily up to date with the national picture so I've just you know described to you there we're we're looking at adding or making the knowledge more specific across the curriculum Mm. and that's obviously directly in response to the new proposed Ofsted framework Mm. So, you know, it's ever evolving, ever improving, which I think is the bit that people probably don't consider or don't realise yeah, when, they when they're thinking of buying. Yeah, they may think it's you buy something like when you buy a whole raft of textbooks and it's sort of there. It's there it's, and it's done and there's no yeah. sort of follow on from uh, yeah, that. yeah and and also it's i found that quite costly as a school get, getting things like that because they're not easily you can't edit them mm. whereas cornerstones you, you you know is online as well i think that's the other thing is if you buy a package that is online and is is updated really quickly and immediately then you're sort of buying into that aspect as well like you say yeah, that you relevance know, we have a lot of individual teachers who will contact our teachers in the resourcing or development team and you know what would you advise on this lesson or mm. could you just find me or could you just make uh, I'm forever asking you know oh, yeah, teachers and London. designers yeah. can you make this yeah. can you make that and if we can we'll do it and we'll turn it around and mm. you know so there's there's that sort of guide at the side almost yeah. um, aspect to it as well although I don't think that's the case with every no. published scheme but it certainly is with ours and if you can find one that's like that it's worth its weight in gold yeah so it is worth then looking into it more isn't it at each yeah. package what's involved and like you say the after service is is can be incredibly important because as a teacher we know what it's like being left in the classroom or even a, a head yeah. who's never created a curriculum before and he gets curriculum materials to then have to sort of interpret that Mm. and then impart that to staff can be quite daunting so Mm. to know that you can talk 
with people here or wherever if you if you use another package and find that then that is as you say very useful mm-hmm. now looking at costs of of packages there are, i know there are so many different options you just you talked briefly earlier about you know the different it, it varies wildly because you can get little projects and sort of cobble them together and that's one way I suppose you could do it but for cornerstones we can only talk about cornerstones costs yeah. really can't we what's the kind of rough cost for, for school it depends on the size of the school yeah how many children on roll what your requirements are so you might only want to buy key stage one or you might only want to buy key stage mm. two you might be part of a mat or a trust or an academy you might be buying you might be several schools in one village actually several schools on one island is a scenario that we've had at the moment oh, where's that? in jersey oh, right. um, okay. and it's about what we will do is we will look at bespoke packages mm. and we will do our best to help you with your budgetary challenges so if you only um, have x amount available to allocate to curriculum development in year one Mm. we may be able to look at split payments so that you can spread the cost of your investment over you know a a period of time so you would have an initial upfront investment and then in the case of cornerstones there is a curriculum license which um, schools pay each year and that is for obviously continued access to the um to the platform so all the online resources all the free things that we put up all the additional resources such as assemblies or mini projects that kind of thing and for the advice the guidance and the updates in line with national initiatives and things like that that we do so you know you if you you could look at that in terms of well can I match that in terms of doing it ourselves for example Mm. or does x package you know how much does that is that going to cost me Mm. it's just about doing due diligence really and 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 just doing Mm. your research and and cost it up but cost up the in-house exact costs as well because they are there and they do exist maybe you don't get it on an invoice but it's definitely a real thing that you need to consider yeah and it's not just cost uh, monetary is it it's it's the cost time. of time mm-hmm. huge amount of time not just for the teachers themselves but for the heads and the governors to be talking and like you say you can't always put a price on on that you can't easily sometimes you can't easily track yeah. how many conversations you've had and we come to work here and the curriculum team design it as part of our work at school you've got other work to do while you're doing this so you know it is hard to get a handle mm. on how much uh, you'd actually spend yeah. doing well, this I think the other thing to consider as well is you know we've been going for 10 years now and we've had three or four incarnations of the curriculum yeah and and that's right because the curriculum never stands still it's mm. ever evolving and it's the same in school so in terms of a curriculum package we bring with us 10 years of heritage 10 years of evolution 10 years of knowledge and expertise in curriculum design and it's not perfect and I don't think there is a perfect one it's what's perfect for individual schools and and that needs molding and shaping but one one of the big differences I think now is that schools really need to think about the big picture the connectivity and the progression model and that's the thing they've got to crack and that's the thing that that takes a lot of time yeah and I think that's one really useful thing that a curriculum package particularly cornerstones can give you as a starting point and then from then you've got much more license to be creative Mm. 
and design something which is bespoke for you because you've got that underpinning yeah that's really rigorous so that really important framework and good sequencing is like you say mm. is vital just thinking back of how you were, you were saying there about the 10 years it's also the number of people that I see in the office working on the curriculum and writing the resources I can't imagine what that's like replicating that in a school situation not saying it's impossible but we're just talking realistically about the time it really does take to make a resource that matches a lesson objective and that is also then like you say part of a bigger picture of something that's beautifully sequenced it is a huge undertaking Mm. and has taken us many many hours of staff time here well I think I think one of well I know one of the things that happens is teachers buy their own so there are obviously mm. there are other sites where as an individual you can buy or, and download yeah, you know, yeah. You I'm owed a thousand pounds I think in a yeah. rip from somewhere in the ether back uh, yeah I know exactly so what there are like. places where mm. uh, and I think that's what happens and that cost is, is usually not accounted yeah. for so yeah resourcing is expensive and and also the other thing when we're resourcing it's about sourcing really you know think about cognitive load mm. you know making sure that resources are fit for purpose are age appropriate mm. um use the right language mm. use images that are not copyright not plagiarizing other people's work mm. you know i saw an instance recently of a teacher showcasing some beautiful knowledge organizers and when the group that was observing him asked if he could share them he said no because i've taken it from another provider so everything that he'd made was taken yeah. from another mm. source that he couldn't share that it's about being really yeah. careful avoiding those pitfalls as well yeah I think at least if if you're buying from anywhere, whether it's other or, you know, the one-off sites that you can buy it from, you you know that things are right in terms of copyright. Yeah, not going to get you or your school into trouble. Exactly. Yeah, which is really important. Mm. And also I'll go back to what you're saying about the source of information and, and, you know, not everything is accurate at Mm. all. When I worked on resources here, you had to look at several different sources to Mm. find out whether a fact was right. And and that was on topics that you think you'd know a lot about or that you think are common knowledge. Well, the thing is... a nightmare. The thing is as well now with the the knowledge agenda is that takes, I mean, a lot of research to make sure, like you say, that you're checking various sources Mm. and that you are presenting the facts as as they really are. Um, You're not just taking them from the first source. You're really doing your your homework on that. And if if you're not a subject expert, it can be really hard to know whether you've absolutely got that right or not. And actually, as primary teachers, you know, we're sort of jack of all trades. And yeah, you do get in some schools some amazing subject specialists. But I can imagine, you know, here we're lucky we've got, you know, Fran, who's an amazing science teacher, and we've got many others who are experts in their field. And, you know, if you're lucky in a school and you do have that, then it, it will make that easier. Mm-hmm. But not every school is like that. And people will try, will try our best, but it's, it, it, it can be hard to get the right information and to get the right sources. So, yeah, that is definitely something to consider. It's not just the curriculum. It's your whole raft of resources that, that you need to make sure are, are spot on for that. 
so I think we've come to the end of the podcast, Mel. Thank you ever so much for joining me. And thank you to the listener as well for joining in today. I really hope the podcast has sort of opened your eyes to some of the hidden costs, really, in creating curriculum, but also just giving you an idea of, of what's involved when you buy a package. And, you know, in the end, the choice is completely up to you. You may be absolutely raring to go designing your curriculum or you may want to use outside help. And it's important to say Ofsted don't have a preferred curriculum model, but Amanda Spielman recently did say that, especially with primary schools, they absolutely, she even said, could be, you know, encouraged to look for good quality material. So, you know, no one should worry if you're going for outside help. It is very, very hard and we can attest to that. It is a hard job to do. So thanks again for listening. And until next time, it's bye for now.